Hello, thanks for having me. I'm David Kingsbury, board certified psychotherapist, burnout coach, and behavioral health consultant. Do you suffer from anxiety that an intruder might be hiding in your home? You're not alone. Seriously, though, given the ongoing crises of war, uh, pandemics, natural disasters, numerous social challenges, people are more anxious than ever. And my colleagues and I have noticed that many people are so anxious that it is negatively affecting the quality of their life or it's impairing their ability to function in day-to-day -day tasks. And when that happens, it's called an anxiety disorder. So let's talk a little bit about what that is. What is anxiety? <clears throat> so you may have heard people say, you know, they have nerve problems or they take nerve pills. And that's exactly right. Anxiety is a neurological condition and it has elements that are physical that have to do with your biology. And there are elements that are psychological, which has to do with your thinking. And those two things are intricately connected. So if you want to address it, you have to address both of them. Now, the connection between um, various disorders can be summed up by just kind of breaking those disorders down into their most basic elements. And for anxiety, there's lots of sub disorders. Uh, you take, for example, social anxiety. Uh, that is the, the need for people to isolate. Um, phobia, specific phobias like arachnophobia, uh, fear of spiders or claustrophobia, fear of enclosed spaces. Um, that, that's just the essence of that disorder is to fear. Um, obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, the focus is on control. You know, I'm going to keep washing my hands so I don't get sick or I'm going to keep checking the door locks so that no one breaks in. Uh, for post-traumatic stress disorder, it's been reclassified a little bit, but it's still, you know, in, in essence, anxiety. The defining feature is avoid. If I've been traumatized, I want to avoid reminders of that trauma. But the more I push it down, the more it pops up in flashbacks, nightmares and intrusive thoughts. For generalized anxiety, you know, the essence is to worry, to, to worry about things. So each of these um, different categories within anxiety can be summarized with I must. I must fear. I must isolate. I must control. I must worry. I must avoid, you know, what have you versus depression, which is a state. It's not I must. It's I can't. It's a feeling of hopelessness, helplessness that you're just situation is broken. There's nothing that I can do. Um, and sometimes we can vacillate back and forth between those those two views. Now, years ago, uh, there was an experiment. This was done back in the 1960s, uh, and it was Dr. Martin uh, Seligman and uh, Dr. Stephen Mayer. And what they did is they took a kennel and they uh, had a little ball in the middle um, and, and they put a dog in that kennel and performed some experiments on it. Now, what they were looking for um, you know, they turned their discovery, learned helplessness. But about 30 years later, Dr. Mayer refined um, their results to illustrate not learned helplessness, but a failure to learn control. And what they demonstrated with the dog was, you know, uh, they would induce anxiety where it was it was hyperactive, hypervigilant, trying to avoid a shock. And but when whatever it did, it couldn't avoid the shock. Um, it went from an induction of anxiety to an induction of depression. It just laid down. It lost interest in its food and playing with its toys. It just took the shot. And so that reflects what happens in our minds when we're experiencing anxiety, this hyperactive, I must, I must, I've got to get this thing done that's driving us up a wall versus depression when we just don't even want to get out of the bed. It's pointless. It's hopeless. So what do we do with anxiety? How do we fix it? Um, it's all about perception. So if you think of anxiety as a scale with panic at the top, and that looks different for different people, 
but essentially you, you have to address the biological causes as well as the neurological. So it's all about perception. Neurologically, when we perceive a threat, when we perceive something that's dangerous or, or, or could be harmful to us, <clears throat> we have uh, multiple subsystems within our central nervous system. The two that concern anxiety are the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic. One is responsible for excitation, one for relaxation, and they kind of work in tandem. So when there's a threat, we go into survival mode, the sympathetic nervous system gets hyperactivated, the brain begins releasing neurochemicals into the bloodstream, uh, endorphins, glucocorticoids, um, norepinephrine, and those things cause physical effects, like the heart rate, the heart rate elevates, the blood pressure uh, goes up, the muscles get tense, uh, breathing becomes very rapid and shallow, sometimes people hyperventilate, and these are the defining characteristics of a panic attack. And they're a response in, they're, they're a reaction rather, in response to a threat that we're experiencing. And our brain is trying to help our body do what we gotta do to survive, fight, climb a tree, run away, whatever that might be. Um, the problem is we can activate that, our prefrontal cortex, the front part of our mind is so powerful. What we envision, we can make real. So think about the TV commercial where it's got your favorite food and, and maybe the cheese is just, you know, hanging off the pizza slice and you can smell it. You can taste it, even though there's no pizza in the room, your brain makes it real. And there are lots of examples of that. But if we can do that with pizza, we can do that with the thing that we're scared of. And as we focus on that thing, our brain makes it real and our body responds and there's this anxious reaction. So it has to do with the way we think and it has to do with the way that we um, what happens physically in our body because it creates this loop. When we notice that our heart is racing, that we're shaking, maybe tremulous uh, because our muscles are tense, that we're having a hard time catching our breath, it kind of freaks us out, which sends another threat signal to the brain. Hey, I'm in danger. And so the brain goes, no problem, I've got you. And it gives more chemicals. And now we're caught in this loop. So to manually override, deactivate the sympathetic nervous system, you have to target those things. We need to lower the heart rate. We need to relax the muscles. We need to slow the breathing. And there are specific techniques aimed at those things. Also, uh, another technique is called grounding, which will help you to um, actually can stop a panic attack if it's in process. But then uh, beyond the techniques of visualization or PMR and deep breathing, we have to look at the psychological causes at the root of this and explore the reason, you know, for the, the threats detection. Why, why are we afraid of this thing? Maybe it's a trauma we experienced in the past or maybe it's uh, just an irrational thought that we're having. So we have to figure out what's triggering this whole physical response so we can shut down the sympathetic nervous system, activate the parasympathetic and re-engage that state of relaxation. Um, and that's done through lots of different ways. One is disputing irrational fears. Um, another one is engaging in uh, healthy coping uh, strategies. Sometimes we use unhealthy ones and that can be very detrimental. But if you can address the physical causes as well as the psychological, then you'll see a global reduction in anxiety and in the distressing uh, panic that you might be experiencing or what have you. So these are common approaches uh, for addressing that and bringing some relief, bringing some calm. Uh, I will say that there's skills and skills take practice. So it's not like I'll learn this and then I've got it and I don't have to worry about it anymore. The more you practice, the better you will get at it and the more effective it will become. So uh, I would suggest finding a someone who's uh, licensed or certified to provide training on those techniques and they can walk you through how to do that so that you can find freedom from that anxiety because it's an awful feeling.
Um, so if you'd like to discover more ways to overcome anxiety or other distressing conditions, or if you'd like to learn more about what we do, uh, visit our website, uh, dkking.com. That's uh, D-K-K-I-N-G-E-D.com. Um, you can just search that on Google as well. Uh, there you can download a free copy of my book. Uh, you can access a variety of motivational articles and videos and contact me directly about developing a strategy to transform your challenges. Until next time, don't just be transformed, be kinged.